Welcome back to another installment. This is the fourth. Can you believe that? It's the fourth Christmas special. Brandon, you've been here for all four, buddy. Uh, that's Man, I tell you what, that's it's awesome, man. It's incredible. Yeah, it sure is. It's something that, um, you know, when we, I, I was just thinking today, back when we first started recording. Um, so First Gen Hunter, I think a lot of people probably haven't heard this part of it. Um, it started in like April. I think that's when I first contacted Brandon. And then we started recording in May of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we like recorded, what was it, like four or five episodes? And we were just kind of banking yeah. them. And we were going to try and get to 10. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to just yeah. drop all 10 episodes at once. But I, uh, in that, in that time, I was, Noel, you probably remember this. Uh, remember when Dan Johnson was doing the podcast for the Iowa sportsman? Yeah. And yep. I, well, that was when I first, so I'd seen your articles before, but that was when I first heard you like in hunting media was you were interviewed on your October buck in 2019, I think. Okay. And, um, so that's when I, that's, that's, I know you were on the podcast cause that's how I started seeking you out. Um, but, uh, I was on there right after we started recording episodes, Brandon. And I was like, Hey Dan, at the end of this, can I just ask you some podcasting questions? And he was very gracious with his time. And, and, uh, I was like, all right, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm wanting to store up 10 episodes. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. you, you need to get going right now. You need to drop those episodes mm. that you got right now. And I think it was really good advice nice. because we we dropped all yeah. four of them or five of them, whatever we had banked up, and uh, mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. looked back since, buddy. It's been it's been a good run for four years now, and and the Christmas special has been a big part of it. And Noel was our first Christmas special guest, so uh, I was going to say I've all four of them. Yeah, you've listened to all four. You've been here for two of them now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's just so, it feels so good to have you two back on here and always having you guys in my corner. And Brandon, I know it's been a little while since you were on the podcast, but uh, it's been a super yeah. busy year for you. I think you were doing some coaching yep. and stuff like that with yes. in the fall, mm-hmm. or summer and fall. Yep. But um, yep. I can still find time for that Christmas special. So uh, right off yeah, the bat. Man we can't be too serious. You know, we're starting out kind of serious. We can't do that. We just, we just can't do that with the Christmas special and especially with us three together. But, um, I thought for a good icebreaker is, you know, I was watching, uh, the old claymation Christmas, uh, movies with my kids Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And we watched Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. And, uh, you know, I think, it's probably not intended that you watch that as a hunter because you have <laughs> <laughs> some thoughts start creeping into your brain. <laughs> and, uh, I was just thinking, you know, especially after Rudolph goes on his little, like, uh, uh, well, it was the equivalent, it was kind of the equivalent of Aaron Rodgers going on his darkness retreat, you know, and I think he did a, a bunch of, uh, you know, ayahuasca or something like that. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> 
I don't think I don't think root. Well, maybe root. Don't don't caribou. They eat like some kind of funky mushroom sometimes up in the Arctic, and they start like hallucinating and some <laughs> something like that. But uh, maybe that's what happened with him too. But he goes on this little hiatus, goes and finds himself on the island of misfit toys, and he comes back just a bruiser buck. So you got to figure he was gone for. I mean, I, I don't know if I don't. Well, and they call him a buck in there, but technically he should be a bull. <laughs> Because he's a caribou, mm-hmm. right? Right, and, right. And uh, so, I mean, based on a hunter's timeline, he had to be gone for at least three and a half years. Um, <laughs> c- comes back a mature bull. <laughs> and we're going to start with you, Noel. Uh, right. You have to have the, you have you have to have higher morals than Brandon me because you are a man of the cloth. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but you're up in a we'll say we'll say it's in Alaska. I'm, I suppose it could be a Canadian hunt. Either way, it you're up there for a two week hunt and it's just been slow. And you see this lone bull just just coming across the tundra. And uh, I mean, you pull your binos up on him and it's just like, man, that's a good bull. And. <laughs> He's like just on a rope coming right to you. And you're you're like put the spotter on him just to like really check him out. You're like, what in the world is going on with with his uh schnoz there? That thing's blinking red. <laughs> and I mean he's just coming. He's he's you got a tag, you know, he's a it, it's a legal bull. Are you uh are you gonna let the old C V A bark on him when he gets uh gets in range? I mean, it's like it's like day day twelve of a fourteen yeah, day I'm hunt. Gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on video. Gonna try, <laughs> He's I'm gonna, gonna be like the dentist from Min- Minnesota. There was something wrong with him, and we did him a favor. Right? <laughs> 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 uh, he wasn't gonna make it through the winter mm-hmm. like, if we didn't enter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's right. Extending he, mercy. Not, extending mercy. Like said, he gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, saving him from you know that that blinking nose that could make him uh, an easy target for uh, what do, mm-hmm. what do they call the mm-hmm. yeti in that the bumble? Isn't that what Yukon <laughs> Cornelius calls him? Yeah, right. Yeah, makes him an easy target for the bumble. Noel's just doing him a favor, giving him much more uh, clean ethical death, or uh, maybe not. Yep. Maybe not ethical, but a clean death. We'll say you, you can you can nickname me Bumble. <laughs> oh man, what do you think, Brandon? You tagging him, or are you going to let him walk? I mean, I'm definitely going to tag him because the the next question that Ethan would pose to me if I didn't would be, "Dad, why didn't you?" And so you know, I would definitely definitely have to bring that story back home and enjoy that. So absolutely, got to got to tag him. No, no no question in my mind. Would you do a quick follow-up shot and just blast his nose off and just be like, oh, errant shot of the, you know, <laughs> just you, you to know, hide I'm the. A, I, I'm a gunslinger, man. I mean, I, I keep shooting until the deer is down. So if he, so if he, if he knows what's good for him, he's going down with that first shot. <laughs> Brandon said that might have actually been the initial shot. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. Oh, first shot just, just took the nose right off him. I had to put another You're one right. in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eliminate evidence right from the start. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, well, that brings what, me to my next, my my follow up question. You get him? Are would you get him mounted with the red nose? Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. 
You go, you go with the Rudolph mount. <laughs> that's I mean that's a conversation piece right there. Every time someone comes in that's right. into your house, boom, there's that's you never know. Opening door for the the gospel, or you know, you never know. It'd, it'd be a <laughs> conversation piece. <laughs> well, it also guarantees that you got to keep one of your mounts up during Christmas decorations. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you talk about those things that your wives can use. Hey, a little bit, a little bit more to come, but Hey, you know, a nice uh, Christmas decoration on the wall. There you go. Boom. That's right. (laughs) I can only hear the conversation on the next podcast. It's like, yeah, I got this great caribou out on some upland public land. You should have seen this moron though. in his red suit. I was out there trying to (laughs) get it. No way he was getting it. That's great. That's good. Good material right there. Crazy. I was I was just shaking these bells and he came running right in. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. I pulled out my my bag full of uh, chocolate chip cookies and like this deer started running straight. straight <laughs> yeah, that would be a good question too. What would you bait Rudolph with? You know, mm. eggnog. I don't uh, know. Chex mix at our mm-hmm. house. Chex mix. Check. There you go. Chex mix. There you <laughs> yep, go. Yep. There you go. Oh man. Well, it's good to know that you guys are are hunters through and through. Even uh, even engaging the uh, super controversial, you know, this is like the next Cecil the Lion. I can see it right now. People are going to be like, they're going to be coming to me, be like, yes. "Hey, didn't you have these guys in your pot? Are you friends with these people?" And, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I'm with you. I man, find me on day twelve. I got a legal tag. He's a legal bull. Shoot. He's going. He, Rudolph is mm-hmm. saying his mm-hmm. last. His, he's done his last reindeer games. I mean, he's done. He's he's Dude, in the freezer. You're talking to the guy. You talking to the guy who used to watch Bambi as a child and be like, "Bambi's dad." He is nice. Yep. I get what that's yes. about. Yes. Yes. I thought forever, like when crows called, that they were signaling that I was in the in the woods because of. <laughs> because of bambi like that's the that's the worst mo- movie ever to show your child yes turn yes tur- that's true turns out in the county where noel grew up there is a uh there is a declined crow population <laughs> <laughs> shut up birds oh man well hey guys we uh the listeners haven't heard from brandon in a while uh noel was here Back in early November, I think, um, right as we were getting into the best days of the rut and uh, gave us an update on his um, just trophy buck that he shot in Iowa this year, another Booner. Um, What was that buck's name again? Leroy the Redneck That's Reindeer. That's right. Hey, oh, yeah, so perfect. Re- Leroy the Redneck <laughs> Reindeer. Very perfect. Nice perfect segue. <laughs> oh, man. Man, I, I, I forgot his name. That worked out perfectly. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great that was a great buck. And um, you weren't done there, though. Um, you, you just tagged another one during uh, gun season, right? Yeah, the opening day of uh, Second Gun in Iowa, I was able, you know, I jokingly talked about my reindeer, said that something would be wrong with him, and I was doing him a favor. That's actually what happened with this buck in Iowa. Uh, I had no intentions to buy a gun tag. I was going to hunt the late season and try to fill an archery tag on a on a big eight-point that I have on my, on my farm. But um, 
this deer started showing up regularly and I don't, I think he actually, now that I've dug into it a little bit, I think he had a battle wound. He had about mm. a foot long gash down his back. That Ooh. was probably four inches wide at its widest. Oh spot. man. Wow. It starting to fester a little bit and it looked gross. Mm. And he was, he was hitting uh, a cut cornfield every day, like really early. You could just tell he was, it's one of those deals where a mature deer is not going to do that unless he's yeah he's in survival survive. mode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a great buck, 140 inch. Kind of, he was a three year old. I'm po- almost positive. Uh, but I I started into the cleaning process and we salvaged what meat we could and mm. um, actually started to skin his head out to do a euro mount for the deer. And as I pulled back his um, just the tuft of hair on his skull it was it was disgusting i don't mean to be too graphic but it was absolutely full no. of pus. yeah we're just, here for the mm. we're here for the graphic man yeah, yeah, yeah so he he that's what started leading to think that it was a battle injury yeah mm-hmm. he had just pus pockets all over his head mm. uh, and it was it was it was nasty so i'm i'm thankful yeah. that we did that's not <laughs> Uh, that's not the coolest thing that's happened since you and I talked, though. Uh, one devastating thing, I missed the biggest buck of my life in Kansas. Oh, no. Where oh. I'm sitting right now. I wish you could see my setup. I have my cell phone stuck inside a styrofoam bowl <laughs> on top of three pillows because I forgot everything. <laughs> he was he was he was he's he's on an obsessive quest for this buck i i was in such a hurry because this morning i woke up and i looked at the weather in kansas and i was like it's gonna be perfect for that timber like i need to go now and i told yeah. my wife mm-hmm. you cool if i run run down to kansas it's like four hours you know you yeah right <laughs> she said yeah we you take the boy with you and so my 13 year old son came with me oh and, good nice yeah getting to spend some time with charlie and uh he got his first bow hunt in today nice. uh, he was tagging along with me so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i missed a giant 185 inch kind of a deer oh. in in kansas mid-november but the most special part was uh, my dad. He drew his second ever Iowa tag this year, um, mm. first season gun tag, and we uh, we got to put an exclamation point, Kent, on a buck that we call YY, an infamous yeah. buck on the Gandy Farm there in Iowa. My dad got him our first evening out, and uh, YY we think is an EHD survivor. I, I heard in your mm. uh, one of your more recent um, pick and bones podcasts that you guys talking about EHD and things. And um, we, uh, we think that he is an EHD survivor. All of mm. his points hollowed out. His feet were all cracked up. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Wow. Substantially smaller this year as a four year old than he was last year as a three year old. So uh, great deer for my dad. It's his biggest ever. And then a cool experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah out so cool how was the meat on him noel was it pretty uh, much normal uh, since he's recovered yeah, since just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I cleaned him up and uh i cut all the meat off and dad took it back to mississippi with him i've not eaten any of it but it nothing looked funny it looked or totally normal yeah he looked he looked uh it looked perfect so so, so you yeah. think he had that 
Well, I mean, if it affected his antler growth, it definitely had to be last year then, right? When he would have had that 22, fall of 22 probably. I don't know. I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, I would. We had a, a bout run through this year. I found several dead deer, including one of mm. our, our four-year-olds we were excited about. Mm. Um, Did you? I remember healthy. you talking about YY quite a bit. Did you see him yeah. last year when you were hunting? Yeah, yeah. We saw him a ton last year, and he looked great. Mm. He's a 163-year-old mm. last really? year. That's interesting. Yeah. I want I, I, I think he contracted it probably in late in the growing period. Yeah, uh, that must be it. Like just maybe like early August or something, maybe. Yeah. Wow. All the tips of the antlers were hollowed out. Uh, it was, it looks like teeth, like a cavity in your tooth. That is and so interesting. The ends were really squiggly, uh, mm. which was not a characteristic he had had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, but a thousand percent him, his ear was cut off. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. I remember you yeah. saying that. That's how, yeah. we, that's how we discerned it was him. That is so cool. And I'm, I'm super happy for your dad. You said that's his biggest buck ever. Oh, by far. He'd killed a 117 inch nine point when he was 17 years old. And, uh, he's never really hunted a ton. Uh, sure. for time taking me and my brother, I think, than he actually hunted, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He wants to get a good one. He said this is his last one. He wants to get a good one. And so Nice. Well, I hope he, I hope he comes back to Iowa again. That, you know, that's that's a special no, time for he, he said he's out. He's, he's... <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what he back, needed right there. In fact, he told me had he need had he had to hunt more than one day, he might not have made it. <laughs> oh, really? It's too cold, huh? He, he, it was, you know, 40 <laughs> degrees and it's too cold for him. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I'm so happy for him and, and uh, just that time you guys get to share together. It's not the only father-son action going on, though, this year. Man, Trigger Man Ethan there just sniping all the deer out yeah. in Delaware. How's, yeah, how's man, that it's been? been? It's been a great season. Yeah, it's been a great season. It's been, a, you know, been an interesting season. You know, we put a lot of time and, and effort into some early season food plots, and they looked great, but this year, you know, last year they really it, it was it was a key like hinge point of our success. This year it didn't really do as much, so we kind of had to change setups a little bit. We you know kind of a cool development. We were able to get access through Joel, who you know we've t- talked about before on the podcast. You know he's mm-hmm. a up and coming hunter and has you know has a couple great deer under his belt already. And uh, we were able to get access to another property actually in the in the town limits. Um, so you can only hunt bow, you know, and so it was kind of a neat little piece, uh, bordering train tracks, super thick area over on oh, the far cool. side of it, but just a great, great, easy t- area to, to get in and out real quick. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you know, really have a, a large footprint on it so you can get sure. in and out real quick. So we were able to get Ethan in there and, you know, we kind of devised a plan with Ethan this year. Cause last year, you know, I took him out on about six hunts last year and he was able to watch me harvest three years. So <laughs> You know, it's so funny, you know, you talk about like when you're a kid, I don't, you know, or like Noah, you know, your experience, you don't know what your experiences were as a kid, but I know for me, you know, we were hunting state land. My, my dad was, you know, he was still figuring things out, learning as he went as well. You know, we would go whole seasons and only see a couple deer. I mean, mm. you know, so get to the end of the season last year and, and you know, it, it took, took Ethan out on like six hunts and, you know, we shot three deer and he's like, dad, we never see any deer. And I'm like, Bud, we literally went three for six. I mean, like, you, you don't understand. That is, that's very good. That is very good. 
So, you know, so this year he's a little more mature, but he's, you know, he's, he's a small kid. So he's not, he's really not ready to, you know, he's really not ready to, to shoot something completely by himself, but he really wants to be a part of it. So, you know, we really devised a plan to, to say, okay, we, and we practiced it, you know, where, you know, I would be aiming and he would kind of come right in next to me and kind of get eyes on things and then kind of be the trigger man. So, I mean, so it's been really cool to see, you know, how he's been able to be a part of it. And it, you know, it really, it, you know, it's any of us guys out there know, you know, you want to, when you're learning something, you want to, you want to be hands-on and you want to, you know, you want to be part of it. And so that's been a huge part of like his success. Um, he loves hanging out with the guys. He loves fellowship. He loves all of that aspect of things. And so we were able to get him an early season dough, um, which was just great. And then, you know, it's kind of focused on mentoring some other guys and whatnot. Got him out a couple times, but you know, didn't go out too much. And then you know, during the gun season um, side of things, we were out one day and, you know, we were able to get him a nice mature dough uh, with a gun. And then the next day it was, and the you know, last day of, of gun season, and uh, he said, Dad, I really want to go hunting. I mean, he had just shot a doe the day before. And, you know, I was just exhausted. You know, end of gun season, you're running everywhere. You're trying to get guys set up. You're, you know, you're just trying to – you want to see a, a lot of people have success, and you're trying to mentor people. And so I said, you know, bud, we could we could watch football. We could just chill out. He's like, <laughs> Dad, I really want to go hunting. And so I, I thought, all right, I'm going to give it a half hour, and I'm just going to try to convince him again. I'll, you know, hey – Hey, bud, man, you just you want to relax? You want to just chill out? And he's like, Dad, I told you, I really want to go hunting. So, <laughs> Dad, you know, I told we, you. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he's just all in. He's all in on it. So we just, you know, we grabbed the bow real quick and, uh, you know, ended up going up on that new piece where you just bow hunt. And uh, we'd had some action from, you know, from a you know, two and a half year old uh, in there the, in the morning. And so we thought, okay, maybe it's going to come in. It's so funny. So Joel, you know, my, my best friend who shot a, a, a real big buck, which I'll you know, talk about in just a moment. He had just uh, he had just shot that buck, and so I said we got right into the blind. We were a little late; it was you know three fifteen, and I said, "Hey, bud, I'm, I got to look down for ten minutes. I got to make a Facebook post about Brother Joel's buck." Yeah, I said, "You keep an eye out, though. You keep an eye." And I'm thinking, you know, we got an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes yeah. till dark. We got some time, you know. So I'm down. I'm looking at about five minutes into me looking down. He's like, "Dad, buck, buck, buck," <laughs> and uh, his dream has just been to get a buck. Like oh, you know, of yeah. course, you know, you just want to get a buck. And uh, I said, man, you know, on this particular piece, you know, there's there's actually a couple good shooters on that piece, too. And I said, uh, I said, man, hey, you know, this, this thing came right in, you know, and I said, hey, we can wait for a little bit. You know, we can see what else comes in. He said, dad, I really want to shoot that buck. <laughs> and I, so I said, all right, you know, and, and it's kind of great, too, because that piece, the, the way we got access to that piece was the farmer really wanted us to harvest as many deer as we could. There was sure. a lot of tons of crop damage. You know, it's the only field in that area because it's in town limits. So it just kind of worked out great like that. And it was great because 21 years ago in November, I shot my first deer. And I, you know, I was 16 when I shot my first deer. You know, I missed a bunch of them before I got one. And uh, I, I shot it and had it in the, same, in the back of the same truck that I still drive 21 years ago. And That's so crazy. we were able to, we were, we were able to completely replicate that same picture from 21 years later where I'm on one side, my brother's on one side. And then of course the new, the new edition is Ethan. Even the bucks look almost exactly the same. My first buck, his first buck. So it was just such a cool experience. I mean, it was just, you know, just a dad experience that you just, you never forget. And it was, it was really a blessing because it happened early, which doesn't happen all the time. You know, plenty of good light left for pictures 
And, you know, uh, we made the family thing of it, you know, Brooke and the kids came up and they were cheering Ethan on and super, super happy for him, which was just amazing. So it's been great. I mean, we've had, we've had, you know, four of the guys in the club have shot great bucks this year. Um, Joel, you know, we, it, what, what it took to get that buck, quick story on that buck, we've been seeing that buck for a couple months, uh, had him as a, as a uh, two and a half last year, actually, he just, he, he was actually just an incredible three and a half this year. Would and, and had we let him go till next year, I don't even know what he would have been, but he was just such a stud of a buck this year. And uh, we had, we had been watching him, you know, we hunt a little area on that piece where everyone around us hunts just hard. So we've got this piece in the middle of everything. And uh, we found out that, you know, this buck has just been used in this particular sanctuary area on the front of the property. That's not hunted at all. You know what it took? It took a 74 degree day and a South wind for that buck to move during daylight. Wow. I mean, and that, you know, it's just the craziest of things, you know, you don't, and, and, and crazy enough that, that where that buck came out of a South wind was to his disadvantage. It was to his disadvantage to come out like the way he did. Mm -hmm. And we think that he was bedded up with a doe back in that sanctuary. Mm -hmm. and he just kind of ventured out, you know, in the last 10 minutes of light to eat a little bit before probably bouncing right back in there. And uh, that was, that led to his demise. So, I mean, it was, it was just really cool to see, you know, another up and coming hunter. Joel has been so, you know, so, it's so great. You see some guys get into it and they, they enjoy it and mm -hmm. they have fun with it. Other guys love it and enjoy it, but, in addition to that, they love the study of it. So, I mean, they're, they're studying the apps, they're reading articles, they're, we're brainstorming, you know, you've got, you know, you guys probably the same way you got different group texts going on and you're like, all right, we could do this. We could, you know, we could tweak this stand set up here. We could change oh, this yeah. food source yep. there. You know, you're always, to me, that's the funnest part of it all is, is the strategizing and the slight, you know, the, the in season changes and that type of stuff. And he's, he's on that group message that we always have going on and we're always, brainstorming and everything so to see him have a chance that just another good good buck was just really incredible and uh, i mean at the end of the day you know we were talking about you know the lord and all this and he, he brought up something really cool that as we appreciate he said um you know the lord has given us things to enjoy you know of course you know we love the outdoors and yeah so we were talking about man how cool is it when the lord gives you something to enjoy and through it and through impacting others for the lord you you can essentially return praise and worship to the Lord. So he gives you something to enjoy and by enjoying it and by involving yourself in other people's lives, you bring glory to the Lord. It's yeah, almost definitely. like you're returning that as worship to him, which is just a really cool experience. And so I mean, it's been, it's been cool. We've just actually seen one club member uh, come to the Lord this year, which was really wow, awesome. Uh, that was incredible. Awesome. kind of crazy story with all of that. And so, I mean, just, you know, the gospel goes forth, you know, the Lord is good and, you know, the reason why we can enjoy truly what we do is because there's a reason for what we do. And, you know, and, and all that goes behind that, you know, really allows us to really fully grasp and enjoy what the Lord gives to us. So just thankful for a great season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really cool, buddy. And uh, so happy for everyone involved there. And <clears throat> that's awesome that you're yes. able to happen on some new permission ground. And hopefully, yes. that, <clears throat> you know, and, you know, in your particular case, it's good that you're sharing it with with uh joel and i imagine your brothers have been able to go out there and hunt too this year yes you know because that helps yes. that helps keep the farmer happy for why he's letting you out there hunt out there to yes. hunt you know yeah yeah the only problem oh is yeah well we've been able to 
the only problem is if you, you know uh, if you achieve his goals, yeah, you're go gonna ahead. if you achieve his goals, you're gonna be hurting your own goals. I know. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. Well, that's what we you know, we were able to we were able to take four does out of there early season pretty quick, which was great. And then we've been kind of there's actually a couple great bucks in there right now that have been showing over the last couple of days, and we've had this front that came in, you know, just like forty mile an hour winds, monsoon conditions. It's flooded all back there right now, so oh, we're kind man. of looking forward to kind of getting back in there a little bit and everything but it's been i mean it's been really cool you know you you get access to a new piece and you know you guys i'm sure the same way you know if there's something awesome about a new piece you get used to you know the pieces that you have but then you go man there's just something about a walk in the woods where you haven't been before and you're like you you, your mind just is picturing you see the trails and your mind is picturing things and you know, you just you feel like a kid in the candy store. You know, you're just so excited about the potential for something. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, what a what an awesome year for both of you guys. I've had a great year myself as well. Listeners know. Um, you know, I I haven't shot a buck yet. I'm I'm not giving up on it. I still have a late muzzleloader season, and I still have my archery yeah. buck tag. But you know, it was a first for me finally tagging a deer with my bow after uh, a painful, grueling three years of wounding deer and near misses and everything else um so that was that was awesome this year and then um of course getting a new species getting a mule deer uh with caleb and and uh you know it's just been for all three of us really a good year now brand i do have a question for you because noel and i have talked about this already this season too and in the episode that he referenced it's been a uh it's been a rough year weather-wise for hunting um yes very hot and very dry and mm-hmm. uh ehd is a, i'm really curious Noel. once shed season rolls around uh what people are going to be finding around the state with with uh the number of deer that i suspect have been killed with ehd this year um has that been a problem out in delaware any ehd outbreaks that you've heard of or has it been pretty much you status know, we, quo out there it, we've been okay we did have an outbreak a few years ago that was that was pretty significant it's been it's been actually okay we've been we've had the weather the weather's been bouncing i mean it has mm. been real like you know november gun season you know we had some mornings that were in the, the you know the the low 30s which you know yeah that's great unfortunately here in, in delaware you know it's it, that used to be i mean growing up you know 20 years ago you know every gun season you know you had the you had the 20s you know, yeah. I've had you know, gun seasons even, you know, in the last 10 years where you're getting, you know, consistently getting temps in the 70s. And you're like, I mean, November yeah. in the 70s, you're just like, are you kidding me right now? You know, yeah. so it's just it's been kind of wild bouncing back and forth. One thing I will say, you know, what I've, I've learned is I really like, you know, just as a hunter, I really like temperature swings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, give give me a front to hunt rather than a consistent high pressure system, because anything that changes that that barometric pressure anything that changes the game a little bit is kind of what i prefer so if i see something like a a ledge of of you know a low pressure system coming in you know it might even be like oh it's dropping from 70 to you know 45 all right it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's not the 20s but it's a big drop so yeah. i mean it's it's kind of kind of what i'm enjoying right now is kind of and, and you know late season kind of trying to pick your you know, we're all, we're all dads and husbands, you know, you're trying to kind of like Noel was saying, you know, he's like, man, I saw that weather and it's like, man, I got it. Like that's now, the time, you know what I mean? The like, time, you yeah. Your, yeah. You're like, you can't be out there all the time. You know, you got responsibility and, and you've got other things going on, you know, 
pastor, you know, working, doing a million things. So you do, you just try to look for those just perfect times to like pencil yourself to be out early or whatever, you know, yep. so you can get out there and strike when the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's very well said and, and interesting too, to see just the difference in, in what weather's been for you guys out there. And yep. yeah, it's yep. been unfortunately another warm, uh, rut this year. Uh, yeah. but hopefully, you know, we're, well, we still have a week of warm weather ahead of us here in Iowa coming up through Christmas, yeah. but hopefully we can start getting into some of those cold, uh, late season temperatures that make the bucks want to get up and on their feet late in the, yes. a- you know, late in the afternoon instead of into the evening and yeah, get them out over a food source or going to it or coming, you know, uh, mornings are kind of tough to hunt in the late season, but, um, yeah. you know. Hopefully, hopefully things kind of shift to a more normal status for that. But, well, yeah. uh, the other thing, you know, every year we do this, we always ask a couple, we go around and we ask a couple gift, Christmas gift related questions. And, um, you know, we're already at like over 35 minutes here. We should probably, we should probably uh, keep it somewhat timely. So we'll just go with one. I'm going to save the other one for next year. Um, so... This year's Christmas gift question. Um, I I don't know if I've really ever done this. I've definitely been tempted to do this. Um, I'm sure lots of other husbands out there have done this. But I was thinking the other day, what would be a good hunting gift to give your wife where you could like kind of get away get away with it, but still benefit from using that thing yourself so in a way you know you're buying a gift for yourself right but it's got your wife's name on the name tag you know i know i know it's kind of a it's kind of a dirtball move i know but i just thought it'd be kind of fun to (laughs) kind of funny and fun to go through and see what uh we could uh you know kind of come up with here be a little bit of a shyster uh going into going into christmas time so um Let's see. Let's let's have Brandon go first this time. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like a really nice like knife slash fillet set would be <laughs> the perfect gift because so funny enough, so Brandon like, scratching like Rapala off the all the handles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so, it's so funny. Like, so, so, so this is the next thing. This is the next big thing that Ethan wants to get into. He wants to get into processing the deer, you know, oh, so we have a couple really good. good butchers in the area and we've always done, you know, we've always done that, but you know, obviously, you know, if you're looking at any sort of cost savings, you know, that kind of goes out the window when you're going to, you know, deer processing and, you know, you're getting specialty meat. I mean, to put it in perspective, one of our guys shot a, a great buck this year he took the deer to the local butcher. He got a third of it in hot, a third of it in snack sticks, and a third of it in burger, something like that. Oh, I mean, nice. it was a big deer. It was like it was about a 200, 200 pound deer dressed out. I mean, this wow. was a big. It was That's a big buck. Four hundred eighty dollars. Four hundred eighty dollars. You know. So and he was he was tickled to get it, but I mean at the same time you are and then then, then he's mounting it. So I mean you got about a thousand dollars in this thing between the head and the man. meat. I mean so you know you're you're I mean you're talking about some expensive meat there. So yeah. you know so you know Ethan Ethan really wants to now get into the processing side of things. So I'm like hey yeah let's we'll see if we can get a, a later you know late season dough or something and 
we'll start, you know, giving it a go and whatnot. So I feel like a nice set would be, you know, would be that, that, you know, good, you know, get, you know, the wife can use it, but also yeah. we can use it a little bit. I love it. That's smart. <laughs> That's good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think Thank you, you can, you know, if, as long as it doesn't have like the blaze orange handles or, uh, something <laughs> like that, you could probably get away with it pretty, yeah. you know, make sure it's got like wooden yeah. handles. I don't know. Buck might make something out there that, that, right, that would work, right, yes. but yeah, I think that's what, that's a pretty slick idea. Thank what do you, you think, Noel? You're you're in deep thought over there, buddy. You even prepped us with this, and I just I can't think of a single thing that I could get away with <laughs> for my, my non. He's just toast. Life. Outside of like, dude, you know I'm all about like snagging up some some ground right now, some land. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yes. I think can this be our Christmas like together for the next fifty years? <laughs> that might be the only thing. Uh, if, that we would just not gift for one another and do like something huge like ground or something like that. <laughs> Think of the uh, family totally, memories. This is, this is for you. This is for our future. But I'll probably be hunting on it too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, 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 right, right, that's right. A, that's a you really know. good one. Oh, I never, I never would have thought of that. That's a great idea. This is your Christmas you know present. I, I bought you a farm. <laughs> you know what I what I thought too with with Noel I thought and and Noel does your wife still do like travel side of things or oh, not yeah. or does she yeah. is she still doing that so I was almost thinking like <laughs> something that that it would be like like you know if she's like doing a travel arrangement for like a husband and wife she gives the, you know she gives the the you know the both of them some sort of like token of hey you know appreciation it's like all right you think the guy might be into hunting you know hey could yes. you get some repeat business yeah <laughs> there you go. Oh, yes. great, Noel. Thank you for the trip to uh, the Yukon in December. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> say that. So that has got the wheels turning now, Brandon, actually. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Like, I, we've talked about, we've talked, we took my son to Alaska last year. We, we told both of our kids yes. when they were young that whenever they turned 13, to pick anywhere in the world we want we are about experience with our family not so much Man. gifts and things sure but when you're yeah. 13 we're going to take you anywhere in the world you choose and uh that's going to be mom dad and that child and it was it was nice. super. and so charlie he went to alaska yeah. and that was awesome and uh, my yeah. daughter has chosen Hawaii, so I've I'm, oh man, I'll, I'll drop Kent will drop my Venmo account in the show notes after this. <laughs> for those who like to uh, yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> my wife, she was talking about like, what are you, what are you gonna do for me? Like we, <laughs> I said, I'll take you to Hawaii too, but it's got to be in February when I can shoot a turkey. You That's know. right. There, <laughs> there you go. You go. Oh, nice. <laughs> How about this gift exchange? We'll go. Uh, what kind of turkeys do they have out there? Stag, you know, <laughs> we'll go check. Yeah, that out. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> do they have Do they have goulds out there or oscillated or something crazy? Rios. Rios, Rios. Okay. Yep. Mm, sure are. You could also go and uh, hunt axis deer. Hey, that. Uh, what, whatever. Uh, you go eat a coconut i'm gonna go chase a <laughs> that's <laughs> right a pig <laughs> yeah man i think uh on the island uh lanai they had it's like totally overrun with axis deer and you can just get in there and shoot as many as you want uh with archery wow. anyways so very cool uh, 
You should uh, you should definitely look into that, buddy. That's actually a dream so hunt of mine. I changed mine from land to to a vacation. <laughs> We're gonna talk you into it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now here's how you pitch that too. You'd be like, for Christmas, Jill, I am. Um, I have uh, found a really good customer who, I mean, I think they're ready to just drop the money on a trip to, to Hawaii, <laughs> and they'll uh, they'll probably be calling you anytime. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Those those are good. You know, I was kind of along the lines of Brandon. Um, I thought like maybe some kind of meat processing, uh, situation, like, uh, maybe you get like a, (laughs) this would definitely be pushing it. We get like a smoker (laughs) or something like that. Or, uh, get a a nice, get a nice meat grinder, something like that. But, uh, Uh, you know, I would definitely get a lot of use out of that. You know, in a way mm-hmm. I have kind of done this now that I think about yeah. it. Um, my wife got a KitchenAid mixer for when we got married. She, it was one of her registry items and a family member got it for, her, I think. And, uh, those things are awesome. I don't know if you guys have a KitchenAid mm-hmm. in your house. Yeah. It's basically just like a little mm-hmm. motor. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. you can hook yep. it, whatever hook it up to whatever you want this motor is going to power mm-hmm. it. car mm-hmm. tractor, uh, you know meat grinder turns out you know you just th- that thing's got some torque on it and uh they make a meat grinding attachment for the front of the it just it just hooks nice. right onto the front of that uh kitchen aid so i bought that uh that attachment and i've used it and it works great and so uh, very cool m- maybe i could uh maybe i could somehow uh improve the meat processing equipment around this house and uh you know get away get doing it for my wife of course i'm just Mm -hmm. proud we're all developed enough not to say a 30-06 or something like that try to be sly about it yeah Yeah. it's got your initials on it (laughs) (laughs) look at this new bow They could probably adjust it to your size, but for now it'll just stay at my draw length. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) But no, guys, it's uh, it's always fun joking about this stuff and talking about uh, Christmas and the excitement of this time of year. Um, You know, I felt a little guilty this time of year, honestly. Um, I've just been so, so busy. I, I didn't mean to be this busy this year through late November and December, but, uh, really it kind of started with my rut trip back in mid November. And, um, man, I haven't looked back since I've just been, uh, kind of marching on with the busyness and, you know, of course went out to Nebraska and, and went and, uh, you know, it's been busy for work and, uh, getting these podcasts recorded and, and up and everything. And, uh noel probably knows i've had a lot of articles that have been uh due for the iowa sportsman here lately and uh so i feel like i've kind of been missing um the the spirit of this time of year you know and uh that's something that i used to be you know so so i'm i'm a different person since i started hunting and uh i think there's that can be both good and that can sometimes be you know kind of a risky a risky thing um, when it, before I was hunting, you know, I spent a lot of time watching football, spent a lot of time worrying about stuff that I, I feel like didn't ma- 
I feel like now didn't matter as much as the stuff that I concern myself with now, but I did have that mm-hmm. mental space and that time to like really get excited about, you know, the changing seasons and, and get excited about Christmas and the whole Christmas season and, and that. And so it's something I guess I want to, I want to do better at next year is really appreciating, you know, the, the, significance of this time of year because it is a faith-based season it is a time of year where we think about uh the great gift that we've been given and so i'm hoping that uh this episode can help me can help you can help uh maybe even brandon and noel um refocus on that time and there's no one better that i know to talk about uh just the the specialness is that a word the specialness of this time of year (laughs) so noel can you uh can you kind of take us away with uh what what you had to say on christmas and what what we should be thinking about it's funny we uh just uh yesterday at church i made a comment that we can get so caught up with good and because a lot of things I'm like, you can't things get super, super busy, um, especially like I, I know just at our school this past week and this next week, we have like different dress up days. Mm. You got to prepare for that. And you want to buy gifts for people. And so but like I'm going to buy teacher gifts and they're, you know, I need to spend five bucks a piece. Well, that adds up with two kids to 70 bucks. Yeah. And that yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. in the budget. And, all these things that are inherently good, you know, can stack up and, and can kind of cause us to, to lose track of why we're actually doing these things. We've become more obligated. And I don't mean to speak on school things. That's just the immediate things that come to my mind uh, because church mm-hmm. can be the same way. Uh, oh, yeah. I know we have a children's Christmas program yesterday. We've got uh, communion next week. We've got, uh, you know, special Christmas or all these things can begin to add up and we can get so focused on different things that are good that we meet, that we miss great. Mm-hmm. And Christ, that's what's great. Mm-hmm. That's what's great. Amen. I thought about Christmas. Uh, and, and when you asked me to be a part of this, first of all, thank you. What an, what an honor to be able to just talk about the Lord, but also talk of, you know, be able to sit here and share with two brothers in Christ and uh, talk about something that we all are passionate about and that's hunting. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah, about, like, as a child, what Christmas was like, and it's often filled with such great anticipation. If you, if mm-hmm. you really like go back to your inner child, you think of mm-hmm. great anticipation, <clears throat> like many a sleepless December 24th. Oh I'm yeah. Sure yep. this yeah. Yeah. Just wondering what what the big guy was going to bring or what was going to be underneath the tree, and right. uh, I, I liken that to uh, to hunting. Now, uh, for me anyway, and I'm sure for you guys, hunting, especially whitetail, which is what I'm probably most passionate about, it is filled with constant anticipation mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, September rolls around we open up october 1st i am on pins and needles like yep. anticipating the opening of hunting season when january 10th rolls around and iowa's done i am anticipating shed season and like frost seeding 
just always looking forward to the next thing. Uh, I've mentioned the deer I missed in Kansas uh, just a, a month or so ago. I saw this dude coming through the timber and all I could think of as, as he's coming through the timber, he's this majestic buck, right? All I could yeah. think about is I have waited so long for this. Literally, that's the mm. thought that goes through my mind. Yeah. I have waited so long for this. I can't believe it's going to happen. I can't believe it's finally going to happen. And I got so worked up that when it happened, I had a uh, equipment malfunction and I didn't even notice it and I missed him. Right. Oh. So it's just the wildest thing that this anticipation builds up. And so with that thought in mind, I, I'd like to turn, if you guys have just an extra minute here, to God's Word. And yeah. I want to share a part of the Christmas narrative that you're not going to see these two people in a in a manger scene. You're not going to, mm-hmm. you know, when you play the Christmas pageant out. You're probably not going to see these two people. But these people show up immediately following the birth of Jesus. Jesus is born, and Mary and Joseph, they go through the rituals that they were that was customary of their day. They've waited eight days and they've done like circumcision and all the customary things. And what they've been called to do is to go back to the temple and to dedicate this child. They're going to dedicate him back into the Lord because he truly was the Lord's to begin with, but mm-hmm. they're also going to mm-hmm. follow the customary status here. So in Luke chapter two, you get uh, past the birth of Jesus. You get to verse number 25 and you're going to meet a guy named Simeon. All right. And just let me read it to you, if you don't mind, uh, because it will play out way better. You'll find quite a bit better what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about with anticipation. It says there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous. He was devout. He was looking forward to. So anticipation. Right. He was looking forward to Israel's consolation. And it says, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. And as he was guided by the Spirit, he entered into the temple complex when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law. Simeon took him up in his arms. He praised God and he says, Now, Master, you can dismiss your slave in peace as you promised. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He says, you've prepared it. And in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory to your people in Israel. And the Bible says in in verse number 33, it says, his father and a mother were amazed at what was being Mm. said about as if immaculate conception being told to you by angels was not amazing enough. (laughs) Now, what's happening here is now not only have you been told this, not only has it happened, but the promise has been fulfilled that other people are going to know about this. This this child, Jesus, he truly is the Savior of the world. It's confirmation mm. for him here. Yeah. It says, so Simeon blessed them, and he told the mother Mary, he said, indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and the rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed. It says, and a sword will pierce your own soul and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. It moves on in verse number 36 and I'll be brief. I don't want to weary you here, but it says that there was also another person. There was a prophetess named Anna. 
is a daughter of Fanuel of the tribe of Asher, and she was well along in years, having lived with her husband for seven years after marriage, and she had been a widow for 84 years. Hmm. So she did not leave the temple complex. She served God day and night with fasting, with prayers, and at that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward, anticipation, right? Who were looking mm-hmm. forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And so with these two characters, you see, not only has God made a great promise, but he's also fulfilled great promise. He made a great promise that, that he was going to send a savior. And that's what he did through Jesus. And then you have these characters who were greatly anticipating that. They were really, really looking forward to a savior. The thing that I would say to kind of to kind of hopefully make all of this gel is that there are two camps when it comes to Jesus. There are those who are for Jesus, and there are those who are against Jesus. Mm. And there is no in-between. Yeah. Right. There, there can't be. Simeon yes. here says that he was a holy man. It says the Holy Spirit was upon him. He says that this child, this baby, is going to cause the rise and the fall of many. And he said, and, but he's a light for, uh, for Israel. So for the Jews, it says, and he is a revelation for Gentiles. Here's the good news. Jesus is for everybody. Mm. That's what he, what yep. he said. He's a revelation for the Gentiles. He's a light. He's for everybody. He is a savior for anyone who would choose to cast their eyes upon him and say yes to salvation. Say yes, accepting this free gift of salvation from from sinfulness. And you might say, "No, I I don't need saving from anything." Let me tell you. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be yeah. saved from your sinfulness. I need to be saved. I had to be saved from my sinfulness. The Bible says that we've all sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. And, and the only way that we can ever be brought back into fellowship with the Lord is by accepting this good gift of salvation, by accepting Jesus that he offers. And Simeon was so excited. And I get tickled at this. Can you imagine this old dude in this temple, <laughs> which <laughs> it, it, the Bible says that he went immediately. There's a sermon there, by the way. It yeah. says the Holy Spirit was on him and it said, go to the temple and see the Messiah. And and mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, obedience has to be instant obedience. Otherwise, yeah. it's yeah. obedience. Right. Yeah. If he had said, OK, yeah. God, yes, I believe you. I'm headed that temple as soon as this ball game's over i'm gonna get up and run down to that temple he would have missed jesus yeah that's right mm-hmm. obedience has to be instant or it's disobedience so there's a there's a whole message there but can you imagine this old dude walking up to this young mother who's just had this baby eight days nine days old and taking the baby from her like jill mm. would have come upside his head let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> simeon would have lived out his days <laughs> yeah he, he's done right <laughs> and she gave the baby up and he lifted the child up and he rejoiced in the fact that he was had a savior and i mm. hope that that's where you find yourself rejoicing in the fact that you have a savior look we we don't have it 
all figured out. I mean, I don't know that we ever will, but we can get closer to getting life figured out as we walk with Christ. It it doesn't Amen. work in opposite. So I yeah, see this man. guy who was a worshiper. I see this guy who was so encouraged, who had been greatly anticipating Jesus and that anticipation being met with great fulfillment. So that's one. That's who Jesus is. I also mentioned you have to do something with Christ. He's the right. He is either going to be the rock upon which you build your house, your foundation, or he's going to be the rock on which you stumble. Mm. I pray that. I pray that our listeners here, that you and that I have chosen to build our lives on the foundation of Jesus Christ. He's good. You get to this woman, Anna, and the Bible says that she had been married for seven years, all right? And she had been widowed for 84 years. Mm. I am no math magician, but <laughs> but that makes about 91. And yep. I'm guessing she did not get married when she was born. She's probably at least 10 years old, I would guess, if not 13, yeah. 16. Yeah. This gal's over 100 years old. Can't can yep. believe it. That's crazy. 100 years old, and for 84 years of her life, she has done nothing but worshipped someone she had never met in person. Yeah. All right? So yep. you think about that. I want to leave you with this as far as this as this sermonette goes. Just because your prayers are not answered in your time frame does not mean that God is not hearing you. Hmm. Sometimes yes is an answer from the Lord. Sometimes no is an answer from the Lord. Sometimes not right now is an answer from the Lord. Eighty-four years she had given her life to being faithful to worship Christ. And here's the good news. The Bible says it, that the Lord will not leave you nor forsake you. And he fulfilled that promise to Anna right there, did not leave her nor forsake her. Hmm. She got to see and meet Jesus face to face. What an awesome blessing. Life hmm. will be difficult while we are in this fallen world. It is just the fact hmm. of it. The Bible yep. says it will. He will, however, not leave you nor forsake you. He says, lo, I am with you always, mm -hmm. even until the end of the ages. And so I would encourage those who are walking with Christ to do what Anna did and go. And it says that she began to tell everybody who would listen about Jesus. I would encourage those who know Jesus to be telling somebody about Jesus so they could know him well. I, I encourage those who don't know Christ and might even think that this is a made up fairy tale that just helped people sleep better at night. I, I get, listen, I've been in, I'm 37 years old. I've been in ministry since I was 19. That's all I've ever done in my adult life. I, I talk about Jesus and I hunt deer. That's all I do. <laughs> that's I did and a husband. Right? That's, that's all I do. I have heard every excuse and or not even an excuse, but every not following Jesus but I would encourage your listeners, if nothing else, to, to, to just give it a shot of, of honoring Christ with your life. There is nothing more fulfilling in life than, than being where God wants you to be. Amen. Yeah. Thing. We chase our tails all over the place, chasing the next thing. But every single one of us were born with a hole in our heart. Did you know that? Hmm. The hole. Yep. And it is a God-sized hole that only God can fill. But we try to poke different things.
things in that hole a lot of time and it will fill it temporarily whether it's uh finances or relationships or a big old buck deer but i tell you buck deer have let me down way more than god is ever. that's right <laughs> that's right all those things go away because that is a god-sized hole you allow the lord of the lord of heaven and earth the almighty to fill that void in your mm. life and you'll be fulfilled whether you get a deer or not whether you your finances come around or not you'll be fulfilled and, and life will be much much better that is the hope of christmas and that's uh that's something that i learned from old simeon and anna can't brandon yeah i love that love it i love that mm-hmm. gotta gotta respond in faith and and uh find the thing that means more than everything else and uh the thing with the only thing that has true eternal value and that is christ so yeah excellent reminder there from simeon and the story of simeon and anna two you're right two uh characters from uh, the christmas story that we don't hear a lot about but man did they uh serve as great examples to the rest of us hey i well, hope when i'm 100 years old i'm still <laughs> saying praise the lord you know it Amen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. Yep. That's yeah. right. And I hope you're still okay. hunting too. I hope at, oh, you yeah. know, at 100 years old. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Christmas special. Thank you to all of our guests for, um, or sorry, our listeners for tuning in to our guests and myself. Uh, talk about uh, everything that we talked about in this episode. And, uh, you know, it is just such an awesome time of year to soak in all the goodness that uh, we get to enjoy from uh, really a society that still values Christmas, even though it is a religious holiday. Um, I, uh, whether you've done something with Christ or not, um, uh, it's I think it's worthwhile to consider where, where does all this good feeling and cheer come from um it it just comes from the story of christ's birth and if you think that just a story that a lot of people celebrate that they don't even know much about can bring you joy and and a little bit extra peace imagine actually knowing the person that the story is about for yourself and the joy and peace that you can experience throughout all of your life and not just these uh 25 days leading up to Uh, Christmas in the month of December. So it's joy that I have in my life. It's joy that Brandon has and joy that Noel has. And all three of us would be happy to talk about it with you. Um, You can find uh, contact information for all three of us in the show notes. Um, Just send us a DM on Instagram or uh, uh, Facebook, and we'll be glad to connect with you. Uh, You can even connect with me through email through the First Gen Hunter website. Um, but yeah, love to love nothing more than to talk about it with you and and uh, share our experiences with you. And uh, again, thank you, uh, brothers, gentlemen, uh, fellow deer hunters, for uh, joining me on this one. Um, of course, this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge and also supported by East to West Hunts and Old Barn Taxidermy. And I'm sure they will all be just fine with me letting Christ be the main focus of this episode. And, uh, um, man, it just feels good to, I needed this. I needed this. This was good. Good, to, yeah. good to take this time and think about, uh, what this time of year is all about and what life 
is all about because Noel's right. We can get caught up with all these other things, but uh, this is really what it's all about. So until next time, everyone, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.